Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Today, Zach Budd of ConsentWarrior.com and I are discussing what an ethical submissive looks like. Last week's topic was about what an ethical dominant looks like. And I'd like to take a moment to rant here. People were ready and willing to talk about what makes a dominant ethical, but when the same thing was asked about submission, I got a whole lot of nothing and a few confused replies. Seriously, y'all, do you really think that only the D-type must be ethical? Let me put this another way. Is there ever a relationship of any sort where only one person's ethics matter? Ever? Go on, think about it. I'll wait. Actually, no, I won't. The answer is no. Both partners in any relationship have ethics to live up to. That said... Here's what Zach and I had to say on the topic. So today's topic for the kinky question of the week is related to last week's topic, which was what is an ethical dominant? Today, we're going to turn that around and ask what makes an ethical submissive or bottom or slave Because while I think many of the concepts overlap, it's a different conversation. I think it's important to pay attention to both sides of that dynamic, right? Because I think a lot of people, a lot more people focus in on the ethics of the dominant without paying attention to the fact that submissives can be betrayers and liars and abusers and so on and so forth. So when we're talking about submissives or bottoms or slaves or, you know, the right side of the slash or the little letters or the, you know, non-stompy boots or whatever it is that we want to call them, what do we look for when we're talking about an ethical submissive? Hmm. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, I know when we were talking about um, ethical dominance, one of the things that we mentioned uh, is consistency. And I would say that's a big one. Uh, Consistency and honesty. Those are the two that I think would really overlap because when asked, you know, what are your hard limits? Be honest and be upfront. But again, the stakes are high enough in the things we do as kinksters where we're pushing you know, perceived limits or boundaries that, you know, one need not continuously move the goalpost. You know, it's like, okay, I'll do that or I won't, you know, and I won't do that. Okay, great. But then that changes with each scene or let let alone worse yet changes mid-scene. It's like, wait a minute, hold on a second. You know, that being said, they do need to be communicative regularly because um, I don't know about you, Noki, but as a dom, I'm not a mind reader. So (laughs) I cannot know what lines uh, I can and can't cross, what can and cannot be done. Because ultimately, you know, as we often say in kink, you know, it's the bottom that sort of sets the boundaries, you know, what can and can't be done, how far can we go? And then it's up to those of us who consider ourselves ethical doms to make sure we're not superseding that or breaking those boundaries or rather stomping over them. I mean, you can push them a little bit along as long as that, you know, pushing is agreed upon, but just flat out ignoring the boundaries, you know, can't be done but we have to know where they are. 
And so um, there needs to be the communication of them, this honest and consistent communication. This is my hard limit. This is something I do not like. I, you can call me anything you want, but I don't like the word bitch or baby or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. fine. Then that needs to be made clear. But then it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm fine with it. You know, the thing I hate is when you're like, okay, well, what are your hard limits? What do you like to do? What do you not like to do? And it's like, you can do whatever you want to me. <laughs> That's that drives me nuts because it's like, okay, fine. Let me go sharpen my bat left and fire up the red hot pokers. And let's just see how much pain you can take in one session. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That sounds scary. I'm like, I know it's scary, but you know, <laughs> now obviously I'm joking. Uh, I don't know if anybody just got excited because I was going to break out red hot pokers and, and <laughs> the bat left, but you know, it, that's why I have rarely met somebody who literally just will let someone do anything to them. In fact, mm-hmm. I don't know that I have met anyone that does. A lot of people will say that because they feel like they're strong or tough can take a lot. And a lot of times I have seen in a lot of bottoms, S-types, whatever you want to call them, people who are oftentimes so willing to please that they think they'll do anything. Um, but it's important for them to understand that those of us who are kinky tops tend to have very, very creative minds. Um, you know, uh, I know, Nookie, you're, you're fond of saying that you're on the sociopathic sort of spectrum. And so maybe it's not the best idea to tell somebody who can be a little bit sociopathic that they can do whatever they want, you know? <laughs> and so that's where I'm like, I need specifics because, you know, don't tell me you can do whatever you want and certainly don't keep it vague. You know, I work better with more information, not less. So I think the communication, the honesty, the consistency, um, really kind of come into play there. And if you're going to be submissive, be submissive, you know, don't come into submission intending to make me and tell me what to do and not do. Uh, and that's kind of a hard one because I'm not saying you're not a real submissive. I, I don't like to say that to people, but sometimes people use the term topping from the bottom, which I think sometimes has some issues because it can be used to shame people mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to just saying, if you are planning on being submissive, then be submissive. If you're planning on acting like a submissive so that you can brat, that's different. I don't do brats. And so if you're brat, you better say so. All right, because I just I will walk away so quick from something like that. I will call a scene and say, uh-uh, because I didn't agree to brats that for me, brats are a hard limit. And that's not what I'm here to do. And then when they try to talk you into it, that's how I know I'm not engaging with you. You know, well, come on, bratting is fun. No, it really isn't. Sorry. So. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. They're different. There is some overlap. Um, but this is. Yeah, it's an interesting conversation because you're right. We don't think about the ethics of the S-type, the bottom, the masochist, the sub very much. So your thoughts, Nookie? I'm curious. I have a couple thoughts. Um, the first one is <laughs> my favorite pet peeve, the topping from the bottom. Yeah. Um, not that people do top from the bottom. But the concept of, as you said, shaming people for topping from the bottom, because from my perspective as a dominant, if somebody is, if I use the term topping from the bottom, to me, that implies that they have taken control. So whenever I hear some dominant say, oh, they're always topping from the bottom, all I hear is, I can't control my submissive. 
you know, I can't maintain control of myself and my relationship because they're telling me what to do all the time or they're manipulating me. And then I'm blaming them for it instead of, you know, taking personal responsibility and stepping up to the challenge. So that's, that's my whole thing on topping from the bottom. But it sounds to me like what you're saying is a big portion of being an ethical submissive beyond, you know, the communication and the consistency, which we talked about in dominance is also doing the work to know yourself so that you can create the boundaries and communicate them. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we mentioned it when we were talking about dominance is when you gave that wonderful definition of ethics is that people have a code and they follow it. I think that holds for the dominant and the submissive. You know, what is your code as a sub? What mm -hmm. lines will you cross? What lines will you not cross? You know, back up. What lines will you not cross? What lines are there and will you cross them? Uh, you know, what is your code? And I think you have a right to, as a dom, to ask that question. You know, mm -hmm. what are your ethics? You know, I mean, because I, I know we were talking about harm under dominance. You know, what if somebody wants you to really do something, you know, very possibly severely dangerous, physically or emotionally harmful to them, you know, ask ahead of time as a dom, are you ever going to ask me to, you know, to let you just do something that is flat out dangerous? You know, no, I'm not going to let you run into a burning building just to prove how tough you are. Uh-uh. You know, that for me, that's a hard limit. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and invite you to do significant harm to yourself, particularly potentially physically or emotional permanent damage just because that's what you want to do. You know, that is something that for me is a hard limit. Is that something that fits within your ethical code that no, I'd never ask for that, you know? And if it's not, okay, looks like we have a, uh, an incompatibility here um, mm -hmm. because that isn't part of my play and it won't be, you know, and the no amount of convincing or promising to do whatever I want is going to change that because of my ethical code. So then our codes don't match up and therefore our individual play sets won't, communicate. I mean, I need my code to speak to. That's the whole point of having a code, <laughs> you know, is that we need to be able to work with them together. And if your code and my code can coincide, then great, we can actually build something here. But if not, and they just don't meet in the middle, that's okay. This is where we part ways before anybody gets, you know, under a blade, under a whip, tied up, hung upside down, set on fire, whatever, blindfolded and, you know, dunked in a hot tub, whatever it be. So, I just thought of another point to being an ethical submissive or bottom. If you are not aware of your boundaries or your limits, or you are unable to set them or communicate them, don't put the blame on others. Mm. Right, because I do see a lot of that kind of going back mm -hmm. and saying, well, I didn't know. And, and that's fair, but sometimes neither one of you really knows because humans, right? Right. Um, and so I think that that's important is taking, you know, that personal responsibility for what you don't know about yourself, what you're unable to communicate about yourself, 
mm-hmm. to the dominant. And when you are not um, withdrawing consent and it doesn't turn out as well as you should, not going back and retroactively, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is one of the reasons that in fries, I don't like revocable mm. as a word um, in there. Mm. I, I, I appreciate, you know, that you can turn it off now, but you can't revoke it from previous time. So mm. I think, I think that that's, that's a, that's a big part of being, an ethical submissive is mm-hmm. to understand um, what you know who you are, mm-hmm. and being you know consistent within that. Um, yeah. 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 You know my uh, my invest model of um, consent. Um, the T stands for timed. Uh, and the parts of time being one, you have to get consent before you do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that if you don't specifically negotiate a time when you're negotiating your consent, you must assume that the current time is the only time that's uh, allowed. That being said, at any time during it, people can, you know, remove their consent. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So removable. Than, yeah, removable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, you know, consent, anybody who's involved in negotiation, can call the scene or call the event or the activity um and that's sort of you know kind of what that means and that's but that's the voluntary thing about it is that um you know it's if it's consented to voluntarily it can also the consent can be withdrawn you know um at any point if somebody decides nope i don't want to do this anymore their enthusiasm is gone enthusiasm is another big part of it and they no longer are you know voluntarily you know agreeing to this that's the that's all she wrote that's the end of it i mean it's mm-hmm. done you know there's not this now you went this far you have to continue bullshit that isn't the way that works so yeah removable um it can be withdrawn. but my dick is hard and that's nice congratulations <laughs> no 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 Zach. my 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 dick is <laughs> you, you obviously don't understand if you're trying to withdraw consent right now <laughs> I mean, actually, I do. I've had a very hard dick and been left hanging. Guess what? Hang. Yeah, I, I don't care. I mean, it, it, there's a big jar of lube right there. Go take care of it. But you have to find something else to do. There's no, we're committed. We have to go through with this. That is but not I are to dominate. Right. Congratulations. Okay. Well, because here's the thing. You are to dominate, but if you violate consent, you've basically broken just about any sort of, of um, ethical code that may exist, you know, but there's no ethical code that says if you consent to it once, you have to complete what you consented to. No, it doesn't. I mean, if somebody's in physical pain and, and they want to stop, but my dick is hard. I don't fucking care. I mean, and I realize that because, again, I'm a guy and a, a male who has a dick that gets hard. It's not fun to have to stop in the middle. Get over it. You know, but because people have the right to call the scene, you know, I've been mid swing and had somebody say, I can't do this anymore and walk away. You know, guess what? You put the fucking flogger down. I mean, that in the story that, you know, it's not I have the right to keep hitting, you No, you fucking don't. That's, I don't know where that comes from. I mean, you know, uh, 
that that's kind of the end of it. So because it, it, I'm the dom, that's why. That's nice. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> you know, I just, I mean, you know, and and I I really appreciate what you're doing with me because it it's, of course, we've all probably seen or heard examples of this, mm-hmm. and it is about that ridiculous. Okay, you know, no, but I, I hereby have snapped my fingers and I have put my foot down, and thou must obey. <laughs> Give me a break. You ain't Caesar. Are you kidding me? You know, <laughs> that's not, on a sadder work. note, apparently Ryan has never received a congratulations for his erection. So <laughs> I mean, do you want us to send you a, a cookie or uh, we can laminate a, you know, Ryan kept a, an erection during a meeting, you know, a word. <laughs> we can, I'm sure we can find you know, we can do it. We can, we can figure something out. Yeah. We can I'll send you a singing telegram. Congratulations on your erection. <laughs> no lamination needed. <laughs> so All right, wait, we're not laminating the erection, are we? Just to be clear. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> I, I mean, Nookie might. I'm not touching it, literally and figuratively. I don't have to touch it to laminate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. It's what for. <laughs> Okay, so back back to the, the conversation we're supposed to be having. Hey, Ryan, um, you shouldn't say tweezers, huh? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Chopsticks. Um, oh, God. So it, to me, so far, I think what we've come up with is that an ethical submissive is someone who communicates who they are and what their, you know, morals or ethical code is, is consistent in their life and their service with said moral ethical code. They are in alignment as they behave. And more, they are aware of who they are um, and their boundaries and limits and are willing to take responsibility for those things, even in a total power exchange relationship. Yeah. They are they are they are able and willing to put themselves and their needs because needs are the key part here for safety and health above their kink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me that sounds like an ethical submissive. And honestly, here's the thing that I I kind of figured we were going to come down to. That's also an ethical dominant because Dominants have their own boundaries and limits and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But um, I think we needed to work through these two personality and role types diff, you know, in different sessions so that we could, you know, look at how they're both viewed as much as, <clears throat> excuse me, defining mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I like where we've kind of landed on do you have a code do you have a code of ethics or rather a code and do your actions align with that code of ethics and that's kind of the simplest way and that's dom or submissive that's the simplest way of determining whether or not you're ethical independent of do you always do what's legal or what's right or something like that is do you have a code and do your actions align with that code consistently we had that consistently consistently yeah, yeah and then the to go with specifically the the nature of kink the 
do you know yourself well enough to take personal responsibility for your health and wellness above and beyond any sexy times? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And something you mentioned, I think back when we were talking about dominance is have you, I know it might've been when we were talking about the submissives, have you done the work to know yourself mm -hmm. in such a way? Right. You know, right. Have you, have you explored that? Um, and that's important too, you know, because I need you to know if what you're experiencing is nerve damage as opposed to just a funny little tingle, you know, um, because that's important. And I have no way of knowing. I can't be in your body. I'm the person that likes to inflict pain, remember? So to me, pain is, you know, glorious unless I know it's a problem, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of, a, yeah, that's, I like that one. Where have you done the work? Do you know yourself well enough to be able to, one, know that there's a problem and do you have it in you to speak up when you do finally have a problem? Because that's also important. So. And to me, that seems like a pretty critical facet of, wait for it, wait for it, self-care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. You know I love it. self-care. Stop it. Call it. <laughs> awesome. So um, for those of you who are not in the know, uh, Zach is the instructor for radical selfish care and how self-love improves all of your relationships. Um, so we're going to be uh, seeing some pretty exciting things coming up with uh, Zach on that particular topic. And uh, I'm excited to be watching that grow and become even more so yay yay thank you for okay. the shameless plug that i have no shame for because it wasn't mine so <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it i dig it my pleasure my pleasure okay so anything else you think we need to add on i mean um, i think we've done a pretty good job of covering it i like it i think we did it yeah you know despite you know nearly being derailed by Ryan. I think we did a pretty good job on this one too. So <laughs> well then. It's a wrap. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today. If you loved this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on datingkinky.com. It's built by Kingsters for Kingsters, Polly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.